Good morning and welcome, my friends. Fourth and final hour. We call it the 9 o'clock stretch. Oh, that feels good. Uh, 12 hours from now, President Biden will address the nation's State of the Union address. What will he say about Russia, Ukraine, oil prices, inflation, all that? We'll talk about it further, and of course, we'll disseminate all that information tomorrow. But right now, we got the sheriff in the house, Sheriff Billy Woods, Marion County Sheriff. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning, Bob. Hey, I feel great to be here back in the house instead of on a phone, my friend. Yeah, in person, <laughs> uh, uh, not wearing masks because the CDC said it was okay, and... Uh, and here we are, but you've got plenty of challenges, as as all law enforcement does these days. That whole, you know, anti law enforcement, defund the police rhetoric that spread nationwide, that's having residual and, and lasting effects. And I guess Marion County uh, is no different than other places. It might not be maybe how justice is meted out, how law enforcement works on a local level, because from a national media perspective, criminals are getting the message that yeah. They're not doing much to stop us, and then if they do, it's low bail, no bail, or a revolving door with a DA that doesn't want to prosecute. How are you addressing that, Sheriff? You know, those are you make some good points, Bob. You know, but here, you know, here in Florida, we're lucky to be frank with you. We are a great state. The one that we got great law enforcement support from our communities. Every county, I would say, every county gives that support out there. That you know, and we push back. We push on that sentiment. We say, no, we're not going to tolerate it. We're not going to tolerate lawlessness. We're not going to tolerate uh, criminals just doing or feeling like it's okay to do what they do. No, we're going to push back on it. But part of our challenges right now is the growth in which we have. You know, this entire state is facing a a massive uh, influx of individuals that are leaving, you know, other states Mm -hmm. because of uh, mandates, because of whatever reason. Uh, being forced and the growth i know probably here you're facing in latch was the same what we're facing in, in marion county um it's it's basically out of control and it's right now it, you can't keep up with it you know staffing is part of the problem well yeah i mean everybody's trying to recruit and retain in law enforcement yeah. and uh that's not easy and like you said with the with the population growing so quickly you can't even create or get the funding for jobs uh, fast enough i noticed with uh where 301 and 441 merge that's right. always been a little bit of a slowdown but i can tell you over the last year oh it yeah. is dramatically longer larger you can just tell i mean there's you, just more people around you definitely can see it you can see it not the traffic you can see it well you can see it in my inmate population increase um, because unfortunately everybody that comes are not all good people right. there's bad people to come with them all right let's be realistic here folks but the, the fact is is these are serious challenges you know for for like me for hiring you mentioned hiring and retaining people it's not necessarily that i'm losing them to other agencies and other office sheriff's offices i'm losing them to the private sector the private sector is offering <clears throat> you know bonuses or higher hourly rate now this doesn't just include deputies this includes all support staff you know it people it's Ah, difficult to retain it individuals when the pay is almost twice the amount of what i'm able to pay within the organization so you know and i have people that leave i have people that that are leaving my office not because they're disgruntled but because they want to better their family and better their life can't blame them for that no you can't i don't blame any single one of them for doing that and going out there but the growth you know one of the old ways we used to do it is basing the amount of officers or deputies you have per 1,000. 
and that, and that 1,000 would be, be, be based on your residential population. Truth is, is we can't use that anymore because think about this. Marion County's residence is around 380,000, okay? And here in probably in two to three years, we'll be well over the 400,000 mark. We'll be considered a major county. But however, the amount of people that are actually in Marion County on a daily basis is well above 500,000. That's the transit population that doesn't get calculated. And that's actually the true number of what we service. I don't right. service just 380,000. And I promise you, if, and I'm pretty sure your county here in Alachua, they do the same thing. They look at that transit population. Whatever your residential population is, it's going to be more than that is what you're servicing. You've got in an interstate running right through Alachua County and Marion yes. as well. So. Yes. Major thoroughfares. They bring in traffic is horrendous. And people stop. They get gas, food, yeah. drink, or, uh, you know, some of the ne'er do wells look for other opportunities. That is correct. And some of those people, uh, unfortunately, are juveniles, and that is a whole kind of special kind of challenge. And, like, tell me about that. Juveniles committing crimes uh, is gone up. What, I you mean, know, it, it, it's a sad thing. You know, what we've noticed over the last couple of years is, is juveniles committing the crimes, and accountability is not there. You know, the accountability that... The juveniles get in, drilled in their head that they commit a crime and they're pretty much released right back out. There's no accountability. Now, it's no fault to the judges. No fault is just the way that the laws are set up. Um, and, and recent things that we've noticed is in our shootings. Now, I'm pretty sure, like uh, in Marion, uh, Latchua, I, I, I've watched a couple of things. All counties are facing these challenges of an increase in shootings involving juveniles. Which is, is this sad. gang activity? Yes. That's okay. what it boils down to. And be, and I guess it's sort of a dirty word in a way. You don't want to say, well, yeah, there's gangs in our area. <laughs> no. Everybody stay, tries to avoid that, but they're there. Now, they may not be to the organized level of... Crips you know, and Bloods in L.A., East exactly. L.A., right. Okay. They try to be, but they still exist and they're there because the conflict is, is you dissed me or you said something against my girlfriend or... It's ridiculous what the argument's about, and then it turns into a shooting. Here, here's what's sad is is one of the latest ones. Now, my st- my deputies did a fantastic job. We ended up arresting the individuals, but the shooting was during the broad daylight, and there was a video a video that was out there. They pulled up, and the victim was actually pushing his infant child, and they started shooting him with the infant in the in the stroller with him, along with three two to three other children that were probably in the age range of four to six. It is a miracle that none of them children are hit. Wow. You know, um, and it's sad. Now, in that case, we didn't have any juveniles, but there are juveniles involved. And a pro- part of the problem is what's in the laws of 21-day rule uh, of being able to detain. And, you know, right now, leg- I give kudos to legislation. They're working hard on uh, correcting this because the ju- even the judges are limited to this 21 days. And this new law that uh, they're trying to pass, the bills that are in, in... Senate Bill 7040 and House Bill 7029, those are supposed to address that? That is correct. It'll address the 21 days. And for us in law enforcement, you know, we see this as a win if it gets passed and it gets put into a change, I say, it amends it. And it will help us um, because accountability, listen, countability it has to be there because if they don't have accountability they're going to continue to do what they do well especially as juveniles i mean you're now you have young upstart you know career criminals basically unless you can head it off at the pass and if you limit what a judge can do which currently i guess under law judges are very limited on what they could do with a juvenile so if judges can you know individually and look at the individual look is this a spoiled kid 
acting out wants attention. Right. Or is this a kid that comes from a, a really rough situation, has already seen a lot of criminal activity, and maybe needs to be taken out of that environment? You know, a judge can help to make that determination. That is absolutely correct. Every one of them needs to be evaluated because I'm here to now. I'm not going to say every single juvenile that we come across and stuff like these shootings and commit the violent crimes, but the overwhelming majority of them, they've already committed so many crimes that they have just been shoved to the side, put into programs, and to you know, after about the twentieth time, there's a clue. Okay, and, and if and if I'm correct, I, it, let's say they get in trouble as an adult. I think in most cases you can't go back and expose and open their juvenile record. Very so, limited. That's correct. Yeah, so they could have had really kind of a lifetime of crime through their teenage years. Now they're considered an adult. And they could have a lawyer that says, well, he's a first-time offender. It's like, well, he's got a juvenile record this long. You know, listeners, don't get me wrong. I ain't talking about that we are you know, being hard on every a single kid. A kid that makes a mistake is different. There's, there's a difference. Yes. But then when you have like what Sheriff Staley had over in Flagler County where a 15-year-old, 15-year-old committed the murder, and they arrested him on it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a problem. And I guarantee you that if you look at that individual's history – He's got a criminal history, and we could have done something besides just shoving him off to the side or or, or giving no accountability. I'm going to hit that, giving no accountability for their actions. People still scratch their heads, and they say, oh, this this guy committed X, Y crime, and we looked into his background, and there's a list of it. And then people all ask the same question. I ask it. I go, "Why? how is this guy walking around free with a record like that? It, it it boggles the mind, boggles our mind why it happens. It's frustrating. You think, put yourself in our shoes. How frustrating. If I, let's say you're one of the individuals. I arrest you one day with the hopes that, okay, he committed this crime. He's going to be behind bars for a long time. No, turn around, they're right back out. I'm continuously doing this. And when is it going to take an effect that it needs to happen? Yeah. It's a small minority of people that commit the vast majority of crimes. That's always been the case. Yes. It's just if you can have some of them in prison for a period of time, it cuts down on the crimes being committed. That's exactly right. They won't commit uh, the crimes out here if they're in there. <laughs> Sheriff Billy Woods, hang in there, my friend. We appreciate the uh, the hard work. You know we back the blue. And uh, just stay safe. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. 917 on the Bob Rose Show. State of the Union address at 9. We'll give you a little preview coming up. 97.3 The Sky.